Good day, and welcome to another Forgeside Chat, a podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing, and everything in between, with a heavy focus on talent in the Great White North. We're talking about the land of maple syrup, Canada, eh? And this week, we have Darcy Quap on Forgeside Chat, but before we talk to him, why don't you tell me about what's going on in your shop, Lando? Dude excitement i'm getting so pumped because i get the house in like a week and i'm I'm so busy right now like there's so much going on and i'm like i don't know how to do this i don't know how i'm gonna make it all come together but i'm I'm stressed um in a good way i suppose because yeah um yeah i'm getting the house man i was there today i went and uh, dropped some stuff off and talked to the current owner soon to be previous owner and we went over some stuff he showed me the hot tub uh ins and outs of the hot Ooh, tub nice. and uh we went over some some of the uh the septic tank how that works and, mm-hmm. and the drainage for some stuff and uh it was in the in the garage daydreaming a little bit <laughs> but yeah other than that man i mean and i saw you picked up a few more tools that you're gonna toss in there you know what? I don't know why I they were. It was just such a good deal. I couldn't pass it up. Uh, forty bucks for that belt sander and six eighty bucks for the grind nice. or the drill press. Sorry, the drill press. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. full stand up drill press and um, eighty bucks and it and a vice on it too. So lucky dude, keeping yeah, keeping yourself um really busy looking at tools and shit. Yeah, for sure. Nice, oh. nice. What about you? What have you been up to, man? Um, well, I have a sale going on Sunday. My sale is at a local pub in town here in Winnipeg, so I've been prepping up for that. Um, other than being disrupted by yourself this week saying, dude, I've got a garage door for you. <laughs> I was like, all right, drop everything. I need new garage doors. I've got like a panel with the bubble wrap from like Costco and it's been good. Like it's been better with that bubble wrap, but damn, putting this door on looks so much better. Cleans it up big time. You should send me the picture of them installed already. Like what did that take you? Well, I got hours? my kid helping me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nice. like, all right, we need to get this off. And, uh, my dad had warned me, be careful when you take your door off, like they're spring loaded. And I was like, okay, whatever, dad. And then when I actually went to the door, I was like, okay, shit. Yeah, this is potentially dangerous to like release all the tension on the springs up top. So yeah, yeah I had to run it back and take all the, the tension off of it. But once that was really the hardest part. And then I just like ripped everything off like all the bolts and pushed it outside pretty much it's in my front yard it doesn't look <laughs> so good but at least it's covered with snow now <laughs> just a stark white wall though i need to figure out what to do with that yeah get, yeah. get a paint a mural on it it'll look sweet i don't know maybe maybe something yeah. that was my week how was your week darcy well let's see my week you know what it was pretty good um today was remembrance day and uh, I'm a big military supporter. Our whole family is. I was in the 20 independent field battery many, many, many years ago as artillery. So, hey, man, that's my, I, I'm, a, I'm a big supporter. So today we did uh, Cenotaph, uh, some Remembrance Day stuff. Uh, my kids and I, then we watch a couple of History of War things on on, uh, 
on TV, you know, uh, hang back and uh, basically just have a good day. And uh, I take the day off every year if I can. Uh, the rest of the week's been all right, man. It, uh, I work at a sugar beet factory, so we just finished up a harvest day. I just came off of uh, about a 35-day stretch, no days off, 12-hour shift, night shift. I was tired. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, my week's been good. Just hanging back, getting ready for this because I'm pretty excited about what we're doing here tonight, fellas. Awesome. I am. I am. It's pretty we're awesome. Good to have you here. Oh and, yeah. And the, the, reason, the reason why we have you here, Darcy, is because well, you're from Lethbridge, Alberta, and that's that's a good reason. But uh, you are an armor, a bladesmith. You also make gunstock clubs. Um, but you might be best known for making tomahawks, and that includes some pipe tomahawks and uh, just basic blacksmith shenanigans. So yeah. we're uh, happy to have you on the show today. Yeah, and, let's do uh, it. Let's let's roll. But That's first, awesome. Lyndon. Speaking of, uh, you know, it being Remembrance Day and everything that Canada has been through, salute to everyone that has served our country yep. to all of our fallen brothers and sisters. I graciously thank you all. Um, going forward, Justin. Um, well, I just wanted to say, well, my grandfather passed uh, during world war two or due to, due to causes of world war two. He was, uh, he was doing a, tests in Transcona with I think it was Agent Orange and his lungs were fried yeah and a few years back the military sent the family a uh, silver cross for saying like he, he lost his life due to his military service and I was gifted that so it always uh, brings back a lot of fond memories of time that I spent with them and uh, just pushes the emotions a little bit today so definitely man definitely dude so what's on the what's on the table right now justin like what are you actually working on you did the garage doors and stuff Um, but you got some blades you working on or something right now yeah i don't really want to talk about it but i will um (laughs) with this show coming up i was like okay i'm gonna um make a few really nice pieces to have on display and hopefully sell them at the show and recently, I've been experimenting with wrought iron sandmai. Yeah, so sandmai jacket. But yeah, been on it because the contraction of the mild steel is so much more, um, so I guess strong. And then the core gets brittle. Well, I ended up having two blades with cracks in them today, but. This wow. is the kicker. I only discovered right, right at the end of making them, not like pre-etch. Um, so wow. I got them sanded to um, 320 on a, an Illumeron belt. And I was like, okay, these are pretty much ready for etching. And that little space between the blade and your like finger swell or finger well, like the choil area right there. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I didn't sand that little space. So I'll, I'll just touch it on the grinder to clean it up. And I, I do that and I look and there's a 
flipping crack right there. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I put it aside, <laughs> grab my second one. Same bloody thing. So now I'm, I, I ended up grinding out that crack on one of the blades and I filled it up with weld and I think it's fine. Like I'm like pretty darn confident. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You filled it up with weld. Yeah, man. It's not on the cutting edge. Okay. Yeah. And I, I had that sucker wrapped up in wet cloths so that the heat wouldn't transfer at all. And I Hmm. welded it and it's fine. The other one, my second blade, which is like a Nesmuk um, design, that one, I, yeah, it was, the, the crack was too deep and I ended up doing the same thing, grinding it out, welding it. And then I noticed that the crack was a little bit longer and I was like, okay, what's going on? So I ended up grinding down and down and down. And now it's like, it's a Nest fuck. It's ugly. <laughs> and I love Nest mucks. Like they're like, they're probably my favorite blade. I think they're so they're, they're unique in shape and a pretty one looks really pretty. And one that isn't very nice, I find kind of not very nice. So I don't know. I'm going to, I might try making another one tomorrow, but not, not with the rot Sanmai. Like that's, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, this might not be the best time to experiment if you got a show coming up, dude. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Gotta Whatever. Pump out, some, pump out some stuff. Yeah, deep, I know. Deep. And that's the thing. I've been putting up garage doors and I've, I'm sorry. My... <laughs> no, thank you, man. <laughs> Super appreciate it. And in reality, like, whatever. It, the, the show is for marketing. The show is for getting my name out there. And uh, that's when, that's the advantage of it. When's the show again? Sunday afternoon. Or this Sunday su- oh, this Sunday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Where's wow, man. King's Head Pub. Oh, that's cool. So... Tell us about your you, shop, man. Like you've well, got this see what, beautiful home in Lethbridge, and I do, I do. We're out in the countryside. We're about twenty minutes south of Lethbridge. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I grew up in Lethbridge. It's it was a nice place to grow Super. up. You know, decent sized place. Everything you need. It was all right. You know, pretty pretty standard upbringing out there. Um, it's getting bigger. The crime is moving in. You know, a lot of you got a lot of uh, lot of. Uh, a lot of addiction issues going on there right now. Oh, My yeah. folks are still living there. They're in their 80s, right? And they're too stubborn to move out. They got crackheads coming mm-hmm. in and out of the yard. And yeah, it is what it is, right? It's too yeah. bad. At least it's not Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, eh? Saskatchewan. <laughs> just Man, you're just razzing on Saskatchewan all the time. <laughs> well... <laughs> I got there's it, man. Only, it's where some of our best buddies are from. There's only like six people still there. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, shoot. Hey, leave my cousin alone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my shop. Okay. So, you know what? I've got a pretty good – it's not a huge shop. It's probably about 25 by 30. Um, I set it up as a garage originally, you know, and it's just – it's morphed into a blacksmith shop. Um, yeah. Before I – I would say, let's say I started blacksmithing really probably about 1987 is when I started making my first knives. Yeah. You know what? I saw Rambo and that serrated Jimmy Lyle knife, right? Like it's just like, boing, I had to have one, right? So I said to my dad, I'm like, hey, I want to make a knife. He's like, I have no idea how to make a knife. Grab a file, grab a grinder and grind a knife out. 
right? I still had it up to about 10 years ago. I still had that knife. You know, it had like duct tape handle, saw teeth yeah. across the back. It was just, it was awesome, right? So that was my first knife. So then I blacksmithed out of the backyard. So I had like, a, I had a blown propane forge. I had a power hammer I built, which I'm still using. So I built my first like a little giant replica back nice. yeah, late, late 80s. So the neighbors, right, there'd be like a turbine running in the backyard, hammer, hammering back up and down, you know, the, the anvil pinging. Neighbors never said a word. Oh, it was it was pretty cool. So, you know, that was that was my first real hit into the blacksmithing world. Eh? And then I saw like and Last of the Mohicans. How old were you at the time? Uh, let's see. That would have been, I was about 20. Yeah, probably about okay, 20 nice. years old then, eh? Yeah. I was born in 67. I'm kind of an old fart. So, you know, it's uh, ah. hitting 55 coming up here this year, next year, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I got some good years left, eh? But <laughs> oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. You don't yeah. look a day over 40. Oh, thanks, eh? It's yeah, that beautiful hair of mine. Surprise, man. It's that hair of yeah, mine, eh? It's that. <laughs> you could, like, do a Pert Plus commercial or, like, <laughs> <laughs> well thank you eh? you know what helps too just, eh? I've just, got, yeah justin's just jealous ask him to take yeah. his hat off <laughs> yeah. oh boy hey, i've probably seen more hair on a pound of bacon right <laughs> yeah. welcome to the club hey that's awesome yeah. well you know what helps too I've everything got six that was kids. up top went below <laughs> that's awesome you know i got six kids uh from five years old to 16 they keep me young and old at the same time, man. You know, it keeps me going, right? Um, it's 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 all right. And my kids get in with the blacksmith stuff too, eh? They come out to the shop. Oh, nice. All my kids, probably from my 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 eleven year olds up, they all can run the power hammer. They come out and give me a hand, eh? You know, it's it's nice. all right. I'm I'm trying to keep the kids interested. Uh, this yeah. is one of those things you don't want it to die off. You know, you want to keep you want to keep the interest up. Um, yeah. So yeah. So in my shop, yeah, I've got all my stuff. I got a about a sixty ton press. Uh, I've got my power hammer. Uh, see in Alberta here, we run natural gas everywhere. I've got natural gas out to my shop, so I run blown natural gas on my forge. Yeah, propane. I can run it in there. I use it as a booster for welding. You know, for forge welding. Okay. Uh, if I need to do it fast. Um, then I, the other thing I've still got, which I'm I'm parting with, I run a CNC plasma cutting table in my garage mm. too. Eh? So I had an ornamental business on the side for like ten years, right? That's what got me into the Who's armor jealous making. Jealous about what? <laughs> Who's jealous about what now, Lyndon? Oh man, no, that thing was awesome, man. Plasma worry, man. cam it's, system. It's, it's, it's coming, dude. Don't it's worry. Coming. It's Wait, coming. Wait, are, are you getting rid of it? You said. Yeah, you know what? I've had it thirteen years. I quit. It's for, it's for sale. <laughs> It is. It is. I've got oh, a turnkey we're, system, we're gonna, man. We're going to have to talk oh, yeah. after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just might, eh? You know what? Um, there you go. Well, I bought it I bought it to do a contract, big contract job. I'm a welder by trade, so um, I had some guys approach me. They're like, hey, you want to uh, – if you buy this plasma system, you can have a nice big contract that will pay for it in the first year. And it did. It was Yummy. just awesome, man. And then everything after that was just, it was side money, right? Gravy. It was all, all profit. So I ran, you know, I made, um, I made fire pits. I made wall art. I got into the armor making stuff like medieval armor, uh, mm -hmm. built myself uh, a lot of equipment to do all that with, right? Um, English wheels, all that stuff. Oh no, it was pretty cool, man. Um, but 
one day I just decided to go back. I never really dropped out of blacksmithing and knife making. I always kept in with it a little bit over the years, right? Uh, just one day I decided I've only got so many hours in the day. Something had to give. If I want to go back to forging tomahawks, axes, knives, and everything, something had to give. And uh, the CNC stuff just had to give. So I haven't touched it in probably really, really hardcore in about four or five years since I really ran the shit out of that machine. Yeah, so yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And you mentioned an English wheel? Yeah. Tell us what that oh, is. Okay, an English wheel. You know what? Like, it's, I've it's, heard the term before. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's it's kind of a sheet metal. It goes back into the sheet metal. Um, the, okay. the sheet uh, you know, like you ever watch, like remember Orange County Chopper way back and they'd roll yeah. tanks and stuff. And it, it, it what it does makes compound curves and sheet metal. Beautiful little machines, uh, right? You can so buy it's, them. It's the but, machine where there's like two wheels. Yes, exactly. Together and you, yep. you slide it back and forth. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah. I have a funny feeling that Justin's asking that question simply because he's trying to bring some more nuance to the whole show of of the beginner side of things. He totally knows what you're talking about. I had no idea, had no idea what it was. I could tell. I could you just this blank look in your face. What's an English wheel? Oh, well, now you well, know, it, right? It's something that I've heard before and uh, just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, oh, no. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I've got all that stuff in the shop still. But uh, Sweet. do you okay, do you recommend yeah. an English wheel as a tool that most blacksmiths would have? Certain blacksmiths no. would have. No. Where no, where no. does that fall? No, you know what? That falls that falls into like bodywork, armor, coach making. It, it it's all runs back to yeah. more of the like the thin gauge sheet metal trade is where that is. Right. Yeah. No, you Sculpture know what? Sculpture work sculpture work you know That's actually cool. if you're going to get into sculpture work doing doing a lot of sculpture english wheels great absolutely yep absolutely for sure hey, princess princess auto carries them i mean princess auto carries yeah, everything right but Almost, they've got yeah. them yeah. yeah they've got them they've got them yeah yeah oh, what okay. are oh, <clears throat> yeah hey, uh, uh, i didn't <laughs> think i was gonna be I didn't think I was going to be coming this soon. Oh, I need you to tell me about your tools. I need to tell me about your tools. I need you to yeah. tell me about your tools. What other, what other kind of wicked awesome tools do you got in the shop? You got the English wheel. You got a power hammer you made yourself. You yes, got a 60 I got a power hammer. Brass. Got a what press. other kind of cool stuff? I got a, a, oh, I've also got, because I do, I do gunsmithing too. Uh, so I've got a, a 1440 nice uh, tool room lathe. I've got a small milling machine. Uh, I've got a couple of box and pan brakes. I've got a six foot hydraulic folder brake. Uh, Holy shit! What else have I got? Oh no, I've got a full fab shop, boys. It's I got stuff. Yeah. I got two two hand plasma cutters, both like big 80 amp machines. I got my oxyacetylene torch, chop saws. Oh man, everything, everything. I what kind of wild, like, what kind of wild days are you running? You know what I've got? I've got a Lincoln. I got an old stick machine, right? ACDC, and then yeah. I've got a I've got a small uh, a Hobart handler, which is now actually it's like Miller oh, bought yeah. them out. Yep, one of them, man. You yeah. know, it, it's all two twenty volt stuff. That's what I run. Absolutely. Which, I run hand, which handler do you have? The one forty or the one eighty or? I've got the one eighty. There's a two ten as well. No, mine's two ten. Okay. No, two ten. That's. The 210. That's what I started. That was my very first yeah. Walder. Amazing, amazing machine. Very yeah. good uh, for bang for your buck. Very good machine. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. no. No, that's so what, what about uh, are you doing any tape 
Any TIG work? I like TIG too. You know what? I TIG welded stainless for 14 years in a food plant. That was my main job for a long time. Food grade stainless at a food plant. I could TIG like, oh, it was beautiful, man. I love TIG welding. Just, you know. That's an art. Just, that's, that's beyond an perfect art. Perfect welds. Oh, I, I loved it. It was uh -huh. great. It was great. You know, it helped me with my fit and finish work, polishing, you know, blending, smoothing. Oh, yeah, man. It was awesome. I'm slowly falling in love with you, Darcy. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. It, I didn't, it's I didn't, not hard. What the know, heck? Like, I, I, I know. I left the room for like one minute. And I come back you weren't supposed it. to come back that soon. I wanted to yeah. tell him while you were gone. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Yeah, you're out, Justin. Sorry, man. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, honestly, Darcy, dude, it sounds like you have the shop of my dreams, brother. Like, literally, oh, I'm, it's I'm it's great and awe. Well, see, my and, dad was oh, con concrete floor, concrete floor, four inches of reinforced That's concrete, it. four inch. Nice. I got four uh, inches. And you're running your power hammer on that four inch thick. I am. I am. I am. See, my hammer's not, you know what, if you ever go onto my Facebook page, it's not a huge hammer. It's actually on four pads. It's on a stand. And what I do is I fill it full okay. of bricks. Yeah, no, it's cool. Oh, and okay. then it's got like the main anvil is a chunk of railroad track. It's, it's just, it's yeah. awesome. It, you know, it's so the best. If I we want to, if we want to find you on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, where do we go? You know what? To my Prairie Forge and Axe page. On okay. Facebook, Prairie yeah. Forge and Axe. Prairie Forge and, on and Instagram? Axe. And on Instagram. And you know what? Even if you want to just creep my creep my personal homepage. And uh, I got all my photos and stuff around there too. Creep away, boys. Friend oh, request. Yeah. Friend request. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been following you for a few years now, man, for sure. You're definitely one of the first Canadian Smiths I started following. And you're... That's awesome, man. Thank axe you. axe work always blew me away and i <laughs> didn't know this but all your all your stuff is like on point traditional work is yes. that correct it is it is especially more so now i've been pushing harder to get period correct like you said on point traditional yeah very much so yeah. very so, much so how do you how do you go about that like where do you learn to do that and you know i'm obviously there's certain aspects you have to make sure you uh you keep in 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 your work to to nail that traditional side of things but how do you figure that out you know it's it's been pretty tricky um if you go into the like the 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 black powder flintlock era world let's say from 1750 i range from about 1750 to about 1860 in that span um the colonial era the french and indian war the American Revolutionary War. Um, I find all that stuff just fascinating. So mm -hmm. there's very little information though on the tomahawks and the proper styling, right? Um, earlier stuff, you know, came out of France. Like the first pipe tomahawk was probably made by by the French for uh, okay. natives. Yeah, yeah. They actually they knew that they could combine the axe, the basic small like a trade axe, with a pipe. Somebody threw that together one day, and it was a like instant hit. Right. Like the natives just couldn't get enough of them. They were used as presentation grade stuff uh, for treaties, you know, loyalties. You guys have probably have you ever seen like um, um, oh, what's the movie? I should uh, last the Mohicans. Either yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, like so a lot of that stuff 
like the 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 alliances between the different uh, the different native groups and the French or the British, right? These these were like very celebrated pieces. Um, so I do a lot of research online. I I go through every every Facebook page, websites, uh, anything I can get my hands on for period correct stuff. And it's just a lot of, lot of research. Um, I belong to like probably like 40 Facebook groups of, of reenactors. <laughs> yeah. Flintlock guys, man, I do, I do Powderhorn, Scrimshaw, you name it, all these groups. And that's slowly, I just, you know, you build up the, uh, you, you get the feel for it. And then you, you watch what other makers have done and, uh, ask a lot of questions and it's it's quite something because it's it's a bit of a secretive world out there in the like the flintlock guys uh it's very uh a lot of old school traditions that they don't want to share very often so i just do i do a lot of research tons of research and uh pictures lots of pictures i've got a few good books on tomahawks uh there's one called the american indian tomahawk by uh harold peterson from the 60s excellent book you know um it's out there some of it most of it you know you just got to research the shit out of it and and really uh really dig around ask questions and then just the biggest thing too just do it forge a tomahawk start filing oh man i file and file and file and file <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know what it, it, it's worth it every file stroke is worth it because in the end you've, yeah. you've got a beautiful product right you know, mm-hmm. something that so looks good. Do you, do you use a belt sander for any of that stuff ever? You know what? Just, I would say 80, 90% of a tomahawk that I do is all by hand. Um, I forge I forge it fairly close. I mean, I have to leave it a little bit oversized because I know where I'm going to grind, what I'm going to rough down. Um, I forge probably 70% to shape, maybe 80% to shape. After that, mm-hmm. I foundation grind, you know, like 36 grit, maybe up to 120 grit on my belt sander. And then after that, it's all hand files, man, tons of draw filing. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of file work. I'd say huge amount. I'll, I'll bet you I could sit and file for eight hours on a tomahawk. Easy. Holy, wow. And you yeah. engrave too. Yeah. You know what? I started engraving actually um, just on a whim one day. I'm like, Hey man, I got to learn how to engrave like the old school, you know, the hammer and chisel with the little gravers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, nothing. I used a Dremel for a bit, but I got called out on it. Some of the, uh, some of the, the fellows on Purists. some of my pages, the purists are like, ah, oh, don't use a Dremel, man, get on it. So you know what I did? And uh, it's been a good result. It's, it's really worked out pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You so, know, it's, if, if you're Go going to recommend to someone um, some tips on making a tomahawk, what uh, what's a few tips that you can give? You know us? what? Biggest tip, look for somebody like me to give you some good advice, because I will. I absolutely That's what we're I doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will, I, will, I will talk till I'm blue in the face and describe 50 different nice. ways to get to what you want. You know, I, I'm big on, uh, I believe that, You've got to you've got to help people out. You know, you don't always give a hand out, but give a hand up to some people. You know, uh, everyone's got to start somewhere and uh, yeah, share your knowledge. Right. You know, that's a big thing. Share that knowledge with other guys. Um, you know, you, you don't want to waste your time on somebody that's not really interested. Right. Anybody that shows some interest. Oh, man, I'm all over it. Absolutely. I've mentored mentored a lot of fellas um, 
on on tomahawk making. I've got a, a fellow that I, I help mm-hmm. out a lot from France, and the guy's just he's just done awesome work. You know, knives, gunstock, war clubs, tomahawks. Um, yeah, his name's Arthur, and he's just the guy's phenomenal. He, he's just come a long ways. And just one day, he's like, "Hey, I don't mean to pester you, but show me how to do this." And away we went, man. But, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my recommendation. So I'll be more specific then. Yeah. <laughs> Asking you a tip. Um, yeah. When you are creating the tube that goes down the handle, yeah, the bowl that yeah. connected to the back of the tomahawk. Yeah. How is how is that process? You're talking like the like the the actual smoke hole through the handle. Yeah. Or the actual yeah. hole How's in the connected together. Well, you know what? Okay. Well, here. So your 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 haft, your handle. I actually I I yeah. buy planks. Um, I used to buy commercial ones, and I, I just don't do that. No, I buy everything ones or plywood. You know what? I what, use what type of wood? Traditional wood is curly maple. Okay. So I will buy. I will use curly maple. I will use big leaf maple. I will use uh, western maple, which is like your flame maples. I use uh, bird's eye maple. You can use hickory. I use white ash. Um, what else have I used? White ash, hickory. Uh, those are those are probably the main ones that I like to use. Okay. Um, if I'm going to actually make something for impact, it's only hickory and white ash, right? Those are your, like those are your baseball bat woods, impact. right? Those are super tough, yeah. right? Impact axes, right? That's where you run your your white ash or your hickory, your American straight green hickory. But anyways, I made a drill. Uh, it's probably oh, what do I use? It's about a quarter inch Brad bit, and I made a jig up. And my oldest kid and I. You, you clamp your handle in, your haft, when it's just rough, like a block. You mark both ends, you line everything up. I use beeswax as a lubricant and a drill on one end, and it's got uh, it's got a couple of bushings, and I drill slowly through the handle. And if you do it right, everything's set up good, it comes right out the other end perfectly straight. So then you've got like a 20-inch, let's get 20-inch haft. Now you've got a 20-inch quarter-inch hole running right through, and it's usually perfect. Right. I've blown the hole up the side a few times on some curly maple and uh, it can get expensive. But so I drill that clean through. Right. So now on your on your tomahawk head, when I forge it, that's usually well, there's a lot of different ways I'll end up doing it. But you basically your smoke bowl mm-hmm. is drilled. You, it's a one eighth hole through the smoke bowl into the eye of the axe right. or into the eye of the tomahawk. And then, right. uh, generally speaking, just about every tomahawk out there is a one-eighth uh, draw hole, I guess you could call it. Then the, the bowl itself run about a half-inch hole, generally. Half-inch, maybe three-quarter, depending on how big your bowl is, right? right? So then when you put your haft in from the top, right, because they're like a socket fit, right? Most tomahawks, actually just about 95% of the tomahawks out there, it's like, a, you know, the way a pickaxe fits together, it's yeah. a socket fit, right? They don't come up from the bottom with a uh, like an axe comes through the bottom, and then you uh, right, you put, right, right, and then you you um you run your um shit. Sorry, boys, I can't think tonight. The wedge, <laughs> yeah. the then you run your wedge. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't do that with a tomahawk. They're always from the top, and then um, right, yeah, pressure fit, wedges, right? Yeah, wedges. The the handle is a wedge itself. <clears throat> the handle is a wedge itself, exactly. Right, and that's pretty yeah. tricky because you have to. I, I make them with a draw knife and hand files. I don't do anything with my uh, belt sander for the handles. So is the, is the eye 
of the tomahawk also that shape as well that eye shape it or, is. or is it like a normal hammer shape no see what well it, it all depends the traditional eye shapes can range from oval uh teardrops big one depending on the the years and stuff uh different different eras um i make all my own mandrels too right for my eye stakes or my eye stake all my mandrels i hand make everything i bought one commercial tomahawk stake eye stake which is a like a teardrop and everything else i just hand make right so and they're always tapered right so everything's got a little bit of a taper so now you're half yeah okay right yeah so your haft has to match that taper and you need a you need like an airtight fit too right so i run a leather gasket a little thin 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 leather gasket in there too yeah yeah that's that's tradition right what is the leather gasket where does it fit in sorry so what it does it wraps around the haft and when you drop the eye, uh, when you drop it into the eye hole, it actually right. is a it gaskets the eye hole uh, to the haft. In there. It compresses, and I've got a little oh, press man. I made up, a little squeeze press that pushes everything yeah. down. Right, so there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of messing around to get it right. And uh, then I use an extended one eighth bit, and I drill with my cordless drill through the uh, through the through the through the pipe through that one eighth hole, then I, it pops a hole through into right. the eye hole so through the leather gasket, through, through the, the leather gasket, through the wood and, and into, into that, hole. into the hole. Right. The and then you, yeah. then you've got a traditional, you put a cap on with a plug and there you go. You got a, you got a smoking tomahawk. Maybe uh, I'll make a tomahawk for this sale. No, I don't. You should. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'd love no. to. It, it's on the list of things to you make. You know what? Oh my God, man. Oh. I will, I will give you more info. And pictures. Oh yeah, absolutely. Spike hawks, Justin. Spike hawks. No, yes. I want to make the pipe hawk. Yeah, but a spike hawk is like literally <clears throat> you can make it so freaking quick, dude. Oh yeah. And it'll sell. It's money, bro. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like you know, I, I think I've I'm on that same wavelength of like I can spend eight hours just filing and, and it doesn't bother me. It's just no. like a process that um that's an artistic kind of like torture <laughs> absolutely okay, so, right yeah 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 we we've spoken about this before and it's gonna it's coming up again people want handmade because they want to see that handmade quality in it yes there's yes. certain things that you cannot do in handmade material products with a machine you just can't when you've got somebody exactly. that's busting out the same handles on a on a jet or whatever cnc machine and they've got a hundred knives that are all the same i'm sorry i don't care you put that together with your hands it's not what people are wanting when they get the handmade thing i get it's still handmade i agree it is you're putting handmade into it but people want they want to know that you you shape that with a file. They want to be able to compare it to yeah, think, one yeah. piece to the other when and see those differences. See that different level of between there's a step, right? Between yep. artistry and maker and then production. And I think there's a fine line between both that like that I want to ride because to be production is to make maybe more money, but where you're more of a maker than you can be more of an artist so. you know like somebody had told me once you know what if you do a good job and you do it right and you take your time 
the money takes care for of itself in the end, right? You know, it's your product. It's, you know, that little bit of your soul that you leave in every piece. I do that. Everything I make, man, there's a big chunk of my soul in that product, you know, in that tomahawk, in that knife, in that that's, long hunter knife I make, right? That's, that's exactly. how it should be. Like, like, you know, I want to be able to see like a, a Justin knife that I can recognize just by looking at it, right? Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I like. Your signature style, right? So many yeah. guys don't seem to give a shit about that and you should have your style yeah you know absolutely I think it comes with time though too like i'm sure with yeah. the first 40 knives or yeah. 40 like projects <clears throat> that they're all kind of different and then you start to find your way around the shop you find your way yeah. around your yeah. tools and then you find those little things that help you create easier and 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 in the way that you choose, but then your style starts to develop, I think. So it's, absolutely. I think yeah. It's time, right? Like I'm seeing, uh, what's the guy this week? He published a, um, a knife with a red handle with a pine cone in it. We oh, have him on oh. the show. Yeah, no, I know who that is. Hold on. Um, oh, what's the guy's I'm name? A blank. He's out of that BC. Sounds like Mike Jones. That sounds like Mike, Mike Jones. No, 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 no. It's, oh man, I'm so bad with names. I'm friends yeah. with him on Facebook too. Ah, uh, he's a BC we maker. Are. Yeah. Yeah. We're all Evan friends with him. He was in a bike accident. Is it Evan? Oh, no. Oh, what the hell is his name? I'm, well, you I'm know what? In the meantime, in, in the meantime, I yeah. love you. <laughs> uh, you do it. Do it. What are you, is that, what are you drinking, man? I'm drinking Pabst. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, right on. <laughs> it is. I, you know what? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my uh, for my sponsorship from Torque. Yeah, I wasn't gonna give out the name. I'm waiting to get. Waiting for from my sponsorship. Well, <laughs> Torque Farmery. Um, you know what? I'd be I'd be so pumped to get a um, a sponsorship from like Parallel Forty Nine or. Oh, what's the other one? Under the Bridge, I think, is the name of them. Mm. Out of Vancouver. I don't know. Yeah. There's a... I think it's out of, Under the Bridge in Vancouver. Oh, some good yeah. beers from them, dude. They did <laughs> um, They did a maple ale that was so oh. good. And I'm not nice. a huge fan of maple flavor. I find maple flavor in most stuff is too much. They, they nailed. There was a maple... Oh man, what was it like a maple like um, coffee kind of beer, beer or something oh, like nice. that, dude? Oh, dude. Wow. It was delish, <laughs> dude. Delish. Well, nice. since we're talking about beer, I've got a La Chap Brasserie. It's a caddy pale ale. I don't know if you, wow. no one can see it, but it's a, it's a it. local beer out of Saint Boniface. Oh, hey, right on. Decorated with the uh, the wool socks, Trey Canadian, oh, and uh, a slight nice. coffee flavor, very very smooth, very similar to a Stella, just a little bit flavorful. Yeah. Nice, yeah, very nice. nice. Very nice. You got me in- intrigued and interested. Kevin Lazowski, Monster Knife right Company. There. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Is it, is it Lazowski? Yeah, Monashi, right? That's his his outfit. Monashi. I've yeah. been. Oh, Monashi Knife Co. Dude. Yeah. 
He makes guy nice. is a nice, beast. nice blades. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I could recognize his work. <clears throat> and it's like, Oh, that's Kevin's knife. Yeah, um, absolutely. Eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Nice stuff. You know what? And he's a young guy. He's, he's, he's pushing it. He's, you know, he's got a style. Um, yeah. It's awesome, man. No, you know, big shout out to all those guys that are doing that. These young guys they're you know, they're not, and they're not following too many trends. You know, I mean, there's so many trends out there in in knife making, right? You know, he mm-hmm. seems to be uh, he seems to be doing his own thing, right? I so like is that it. your shout out, Justin? Kevin? Yeah. Uh, Not really. I no, guess it wasn't my shout out. My shout well, out, your shout is out to <laughs> Jason freaking Hartwell of <laughs> nice. JK Blades. Nice of the Hustle and Grind podcast. He's a cool dude. He's a, I like him, man. Yeah, he's a funny guy, man. He, yeah, uh, he's a right he's on. a comedian. I was hanging out with him today, and uh, well, today virtually, of course, him and Pickle, and uh, yeah, I was. On, I'll be on the Hustle and Grind podcast, trying to trying to steal <clears throat> their listeners or borrow or whatever, <laughs> just like bring them over uh, right to on. the maple flavored side. Nice. The maple nice. flavored side. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Not, not, that's awesome. It's not you, the dark you, side, eh? Do you have a shout out, Lyndon? Uh yeah, I, I do have a shout out. I have I I kind of have two shout outs because um I've been I was talking to somebody this week by the name of Richard Beck. And okay. he was giving me some feedback on the podcast, letting me know what he thought of it and telling us uh telling me how much he's enjoying it but he is the gentleman that is doing the um ba no you know what i just screwed that up it's not <laughs> richard beck i was talking to <laughs> it, richard Sorry, beck is, richard Rich, well it's okay it back. no no it, it's this is the thing though is is it was a conglomeration of richard beck and mark vanderwerf that's okay. who I was talking to. Mark Vanderwolf messaged me, and he was the one giving me the feedback on the podcast, telling me he enjoys it, this and that. Oh, nice. That's and TR Maker, right? That's he is. Is is he? I don't. It's no. He's not actually TR Maker. He's a distributor for TR Maker. I don't know. Tell me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I hope. Okay. If I, I hope. I'm, TR Maker's out of like Hungary or something, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Mark. Mark's. I don't know. Shows how much I know. I should have done my homework on this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's okay. You're shooting myself in the, shooting myself in the freaking hoser. Hey, it's your well, podcast. You, know you can say whatever I was you gonna want. do my homework. I was gonna do my homework and then I drank a beer and I forgot. Lyndon. <laughs> Lyndon. Awesome. Yeah. I well, I could say that I did something else and I forgot, but <laughs> that was that uh, rap group that did that song. We'll, we'll do we'll do our own i drank a beer and then i forgot <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys are awesome <laughs> no um the, the the guy that i really want to uh shout out and i think i've shouted him out before is lauren wanamaker um lauren and myself kind of teamed up in the past before because i had this idea for a website 
and yeah. i'm not a well web developer at all i've done some stuff in the past like like 25 years ago i was into website stuff and programming so i had this idea for website that i knew was a feasible idea i i threw it out there for some reason i can't remember on the canadian blacksmithship lauren's like i can do that i'm a web developer give me your idea and let's roll with it so i gave him my idea he developed a website called smithless.ca smithless.ca is where uh anybody that's a blacksmith a farrier uh bladesmith you could be a business you could just be you know a hobbyist whatever you there's <clears throat> pritchell and hardy is listed on there Oh yeah. Why would you want to go to nice. Pritchell and Hardy? They got all of your best sounding belts and powdered steel and all that other jazz. And you could get a promo code from us. But uh you'll also find other beautiful websites like Maritime Knife Supply is on there. Um, there's Knife Maker Direct is on there, I believe. There's us the list of blacksmiths and knife makers that are on this website is massive. I need to go uh, check it out again. Yeah. events events are getting listed on there if you oh, want to cool. take classes there's classes that are listed on there i wow, believe eh? i believe two smiths is listed on there for classes <clears throat> at two smiths okay. i think sean Cunningham <laughs> is listed on there for his for his classes front step forge um, right yeah front step forge mm -hmm. he's running classes yeah. out of nate in edmonton alberta yep. Yep. Dude. Okay. So this is a this is a problem that I foresee happening to us is we're talking to gentlemen like yourself, Darcy, and yeah. Justin and I are like, well, okay, so this is a this is a wealth of knowledge right here. You dude for sure are one of these guys where it's like we could spend we could spend a week with you and after that week walk away greater men easily after a day we could walk away greater men right uh, but it's like okay we're talking to you we're talking to people like sean cunningham we're talking to yeah. people like rick marchand uh, have you guys Ethan talked to rick Hardy. marchand <laughs> right on. yeah 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 we just Is spoke to him on? the other day actually he nice. and he said to say hi he said to say hi to you by the way did he oh <laughs> yeah, he's on please say hi he gave a little Aww. bit of a he he mentioned you uh, in no. the podcast. I can't remember what for. Um, oh, maybe it was awesome. something that yeah, something to do with being a hoser or something like you know that. What? I, I chat with that. Sure. I chat with him all the time, man. He's <laughs> he's awesome too. I mean, I've never physically spoke yeah. to him, but uh, I give him a hard time. We we have a good time together for sure. Awesome. For but I mean, sure, this is the problem. You get to talk to guys like that, and you want to hang out with them. And Justin are like, well, let's do this, like cross-country yeah. trip where we like go and we you meet should. some of these people one of these days but like we're gonna have to take a year off of work to do this <laughs> oh i know eh absolutely you it'll, know it'll I, be I wish... our journeyman uh <laughs> journeyman thing like like can iron i wish i could have made it to something like that eh you know met like brad millman and all these different guys right that i that i'm friends with but i don't go anywhere man i'm a shut-in right i got six kids where the hell am i gonna go Right. <laughs> you know, and with yeah, COVID and everything, like who, who travels anywhere these days? Right. You know, That's so it's difficult. Right? It's yeah. difficult. Uh, it is, it is. It's like everybody I know is online, you know, that's, I've got mm -hmm. more online friends than real friends these days. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's the way it is though. Right. Speaking that of, is of friends. Darcy. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, uh, who are your shout outs? You mentioned earlier that you had, well, you know, I've got a few shout outs. You know what? These, these are the guys that, uh, 
have been good influences on me. They've, uh, <clears throat> when I was starting out, you know, doing a lot of, a lot of axe work and, and, uh, tomahawk stuff, these guys always took their time, busy makers, and they always took the time to message me back, you know, get a hold of me. Some even, you know, nice. the, we, we video chat and stuff. Um, one, one, one huge guy is Dale Thorson of Thorson's Forge. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dale. He does Viking stuff. He's out of Washington. Man, okay. the guy is awesome. Oh, is it like Thorson? he's super Dale Thorson, Thorson's Forge. Nice. The guy okay. is like he's like super like Viking guy. Oh yeah, man. Everything's got a name. It's got a Viking name. He knows all this Norse mythology. Um, Sweet. just a hell of a great guy, right? He's a rockabilly uh, band guy too, right? He's got his own nice. band and everything. Sweet. Oh yeah. So that's one guy. You know, another guy in Alberta maker. He's not online anymore. Josh Storms. If you guys have ever heard of Josh Storms, he um, so. he was in Alberta here, and um, he was like two hours away from me. Another guy, he would just him and I did a few collaborations together. We sent material back and forth. You know, um, we did a couple of knives together. Um, that's one guy too. I big shout out to him. And then one more guy, his name is John Cohia. He's a maker out of uh, I think it's Mississippi. And um, he does frontier style stuff. He's got a few uh, uh, online classes you can take from him. The guy does just beautiful work. But these are the guys that laid the foundation for me. And I've just got to say thanks to all of them. I, I can't say enough good things. There's probably a thousand more guys out there that I'd like to thank. But uh, but these were some of the big three that, that really had an influence on me. You know, artistically, um, just just how to do the how to do the work. You know, on how to approach things. Absolutely. So th there, that's my shout out right there, man. I'll yeah. tell you what, Thorson Forge just got another follower. Shabang, <laughs> that guy's putting out some fire, dude. You know what? I just sent him a chunk of Sherman tank armor to forge into a Viking axe, right? I have one oh, I have one tomahawk well. I made out of a piece of Sherman tank armor. I happen to have a Sherman tank uh, pieces of one in my yard <laughs> doesn't everybody right hey but uh <laughs> yeah. doesn't everybody have armor in their yard right mm. but uh no i just sent him from uh grandpa jim yeah basically right yeah 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 <laughs> okay no so, yeah. seriously no seriously yeah. where, where the hell did you get that from well we have <clears throat> a couple a couple of hours away from a cfb suffield it's a joint British Canadian uh, military range. They got armor, they got infantry, they got everything. So these Sherman tanks were World War II surplus that ended up on their range as range targets. They had the living crap blown out of them, and uh, they ended up uh, going to a national uh, local salvage yard. And I'm always poking around the the, the, the scrapyards looking for stuff, right? Military scrap or whatever. Man, I see a piece of a Sherman tank gun sticking out of a big you know, a, a great big ship pile of, of steel. And I happened to know one of the guys at the back, he was the torch cutter. So I'm like, Hey buddy, I need that piece of that tank in the back of my wow. truck. That was like That's 25 cool. years ago. So I've been hauling this Sherman tank gun around for 25 years. Do you guys ever see fury? The movie fury? I haven't. I haven't. Seriously? What's wrong with you guys? Anyways, it's the same tank as they used in fury. The same mark of Sherman tank, right? But anyways, so um, I'm on a few Sherman tank groups too. So I, I got the uh, what the armor's made out of. It's almost like 4140 chromoly, 
with a high nickel content, right? So it'll take a heat treatment. It forges like butter. It's beautiful stuff. And I figure, you know what? I'm probably the only guy that's ever forged a tomahawk out of a Sherman tank, right? So, right, one iconic weapon created from another iconic weapon, right? So it's it's, it's pretty epic. I haven't finished it yet, but it's going to get finished up, right? It's going to be... It'd be pretty epic, right? So, so anyways, I sent Dale Thorson, I sent him a chunk of armor just because I figured he deserved a piece and he'll do something, he'll do something awesome with it, eh? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Judging hey, you know from what? his Instagram, it won't be hard for him to do something yeah, awesome. <laughs> absolutely. You know, what, you know, which brings me to, like, I, I don't know, you guys probably, I, I, you know, one of the biggest things I've noticed in the blacksmith world, I love mystery steel. I will use anything, I will forge if it's a leaf spring, if it's a chunk of old polish rod, that's where I get my 4140 from. Uh, parts of agricultural equipment like plows, like uh, hay rate mm-hmm. tines, discs. Man, I use everything. If it'll take an edge after I heat treat it, I will make anything out of it. And I know that's, you know, there's a lot of guys really are down on that. The mystery steel, the blacksmith using garbage. But, you know, the essence of blacksmithing, you make what you can out of what you have on hand, right? It's, you know, it's huge, right? And I'm a big fan of that, man. I'm a huge proponent of just whatever I got on hand, leaf spring, try forging something out of it, heat treat it. Hey, it works. Guess what? I'm making a knife out of it, you know, or I'm making an axe out of it, or I'm making a sword out of it, you know? And I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. And I know Lando, I know you are too, right? You know, use what you've got, Dude. what you can get your hands on, right? For sure. We've, we've spoken about that before you, uh, you mentioned before you use a lot of recycled steel and I was telling you the same thing and you were like, yeah, freaking you, dude. I I highly agree, man. I'm curious to know what do you do? Like as far as like, so you get a piece of mystery steel. What is it? How do you do it? What's your, what's your process, man? Well, you know, first you got to identify what you got, right? You know, there's there's a nice list online of junkyard steels, roughly what they're made out of. I found it on like a Google search. I, I it's it's awesome. It gives you some ideas, you know, like uh, uh, Harrow discs are like 1070 steel, 5160 for most leaf springs up to a certain year. You know, some stuffs that 8260, some's 1090, 1070. Uh, you know, crankshafts are made out of 4140. Just stuff like that, right? So what I'll do is yeah. is I've got a pretty good idea of what, what stuff's made out of. Um, I'll chop it up a little bit. I'll do some heat treat on it. I'll do some destructive test. And if it seems to work, you know what, man? I'll make a blade out of it. With it. Absolutely. You know, and in the genre of, of big fancy word, eh? <laughs> in yeah. the genre of, of a lot of the knives and stuff that I make, um, the frontier guys, they don't want modern steel. They don't want, you know, 80 CRV two. They don't want fancy, you know, crucible steels. They want mm-hmm. leaf springs. They want hay rake tines. So there's, I know a fellow that makes, you know, from model T leaf springs, man, he'll, he'll forge knives out of that. Uh, he, one, one, one guy I follow, um, Chad Matthews, he's out of the, the deep South there in the States. Awesome maker. He, uh, he made a knife for a guy out of a snub nose, like a 38 barrel. He forged a knife okay. out of it, a, a little frontier style patch knife. It was just beautiful. Cool. Right. You know, so that to me, that's well, the it, essence, right? Is it the story behind the piece that I think so, becomes, you know, like important <clears throat> to the purchaser? Like, I think it is too. A, yeah. 
No, absolutely. Using right? Just a piece of 1095 and you're like, oh, I bought this from Knife Maker Direct or oh, but don't get me wrong. Maritime Knife oh, yeah. Supply. Yeah. No, if somebody wants a certain steel, I'll use it, right? 1084, 1090, yeah. 80 CRV2, right? I grew, you know, I started my forging on, on leaf springs, right? 5160. I'm just assuming most leaf springs are 5160. I love that steel. Even if it's not, I just love it. But uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to ask you one more question then, I guess. In, Absolutely. Well, actually, no, you know what? Sorry. I'm ask me 10 questions. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Justin a question yeah. in in, right. in regards to this. So we're talking about all these different steels, and you know, I agree, backyard steel, junkyard steel. You're you're talking my jam here, bro. Absolutely. But let's talk. Man. Let's talk. Let's talk. Justin's jam. Yeah. Where do you get your blade steel from, dude? Well, you know, starting off, a lot of it was recycled steel, and I think that's an awesome <clears throat> place to start. And like, like Darcy was saying, or, and like, I, I, I think I reinforced it's the story behind that steel, but man, not everyone has time to go out and source from a wrecker or from a scrapyard or go to an auction and try to pick up this stuff. Sometimes yeah. it's a click. You go online, Absolutely. you click a button, you go to, you go to pritchellandhardy.com. You go and you put an FSC 10 in the in the code. So that way you can get some powdered steel and try making some kind of canister Damascus. Yeah. And then no, while you're absolutely. there, you get your 10% off on your DSM <laughs> belts. Yes. And while you're there, you're like, shit, now that I've got the steel, it's ground down. It looks nice. I got to quench it. So what are you going to do? Well... You put in the FSC 10 and you get yourself a bucket. A bucket. Parks 50. A, a <laughs> Parks 50, exactly. Yeah. Completely. Well, you can get your, your Parks 50 there or you can get your AAA there as well. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. you got your two different quenchants. Uh, one's a little bit of a yeah. slower speed than the other. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking maybe my issue with my ADCR V2 snapping in the center mm. is maybe my parts is too quick maybe I, eh? don't know. I don't know you know i've done lots of wrought iron over 5160 yeah. never had a crack the no. but the rot will crack on me but that's okay because oh, i like really? that look yeah i've had the rot. what do you what do you, the, you know what canola <laughs> canola so canola is a bit slower, right? It, you know what? The canola is yeah. slower. Yeah. yeah. No, nope. yeah. I use canola mineral oil and Parks 50 is what I use. Nice. Yeah. Mineral you know, oil, hey? I use I use compressor mineral oil. Absolutely. On 4140. Yeah, on 4140 it works. But you see, I'm not, I'm dealing with lower carbon steel with that 4140, right? With all the alloys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, man, the, between canola and, uh, and mineral oil works pretty damn good i've never had a problem you know yeah, but i'm not water looking. no never touch water no 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 never but uh yeah, you know what again too i'm cheap right so that's why i'm using the cheap stuff <laughs> yeah what's up dude yeah you're gonna ask me something yeah where else can we get some awesome knife making products well okay so yeah it, it's interesting you were just talking about getting all this awesome stuff to make a knife 
once you have a knife, like a piece of steel. But I was I was trying to ask you, where do you get your steel from? Where do you start? Yeah. You need you need to source some steel. Right. And right. you said you don't have time to go to the junkyard. You don't have time to worry about this and worry about that. You know, <laughs> you, you get some junk steel and you got to start doing some experimenting to figure out what it is you've got and how to heat treat it properly. Yeah. Throw well, all that aside. If go onto the internet. Man. Go on the internet, go look up MC Knifeworks. There you go. You yeah. gotta you you're gonna get your proper tool steel, your your 1095, your 1084, your 1075. You you're gonna get your your CPMs, your CRVs, your 40 4040C. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all these different steels. You know what steels I do know? I know 4140, I know 1045. Yeah. I know S7 and I know H13. Right. Yes. The out, outside of that, I mean, I don't I don't do knives, man. I want to yeah. one of these days. I, well, yeah. If you do. That's MC knife where I'm going. Put in Why? the hat, put in the code hashtag #mcn <laughs> and then you can get some knife handle material there too. They've got like they've got everything that you need pretty much. Like that's awesome. You can get the knife. In I a always box. forget he's got comes that with scales, comes with steel, comes with pins, and you just put it together. Well, put it together. That's awesome. You got to heat treat it, but you put it together. That's a little kit he sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's and an awesome shit. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Do you get Christmas to choose is coming, boys? Or oh man. Jeez. Yeah, you definitely. I think you choose the steel. You choose the handle material. The pins are there too, and you uh, you you order that for your friend on at Christmas. You know what? That's so an awesome love... way to start. Awesome way to start making knives. Buy a kit. You know what? You don't you yeah. don't have to worry Angle about handle grinder and yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, Lando, you've got a uh, you got a you got a grinder like a belt sander, proper knife making okay. one. No, I don't have a two by seventy two yet. You don't have a two by seventy two. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. Even for blacksmithing, get a two by seventy two. Oh, Absolutely. totally, man. I've got um, I've got two in the process of being built for like <clears throat> like a year now, at least probably. I don't know. When, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Brian I mean, House kind of hooked me up in yeah. a weird way. Didn't didn't directly hook me up, but yeah, I've got the Gen three mod model plans on how to build a belt sander from him nice you know i built my dc knife maker you've probably heard of that guy heard of him, i think yeah. he's a canadian yeah dc knife maker he's had plans online and i used his okay. for my belt sander oh. awesome but i mean i can build yeah. stuff in my sleep right i'm pretty lucky that way but we talked uh, about belt grinders last week yeah and lawrence lake reached out and he said dude you missed one of the makers Velocity Grinders also comes from Canada. Nice. Oh yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. And 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 he's selling Velocity Grinders out of Maritime, right? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he yeah he he has um, Velocity Grinders on his website, Maritime uh, Knife Supply dot com. Dot nice. uh, Is it dot? Sorry. Dot ca. 
I'm I so bad with the dot I .ca. I was like, who has a .com? Who has a .ca? Oh, yeah, man, He's that .ca thing throws me off all the time. I, it shouldn't be in Canadian and all. It should be normal, but yeah, uh, dude, what else? That's that's not even the big thing that he carries. What is the big thing that he carries that we are like concerned about that he carries? Well, he carries the even heat kilns, right? So if you go to maritimeknifesupply.ca and you put in FSC10 in the product codes, you'll save a hundred bucks on your even heat kiln. So that way, when you're heat treating your knives, instead of just plugging it into the forge and kind of guessing the temperature, you are nailing your temperatures and you can select from drop down menus how you want this thing built, the length, the type of uh, computer pretty much that's in there. Do you want the like 60 checks per second or 200 checks per second for temperature, um, the type of display, the auto off if you open the door, everything's there and you'll save a hundred bucks. But you know, he's got all sorts of jazz on his website too. Handle material, knife, pins, like ev everything is there too. You can, okay. you can get I it all. I got to say something about this, man, because last episode, I mentioned the fact that this other podcast on the market that I know a lot of people listen to them. So whatever, but uh, those guys are giving 75% or $75 off. We're giving a hundred dollars off through our show. Somebody called me out on it. They're like, dude, that $75 is American. I was like, yeah, I, I know I'm not. <laughs> I, I, the thing is is i'm just playing games here man i love i love all the podcasters that are out there and what they're doing especially that mofo fader he's doing he's doing good things and you got to give him props for what he's doing but in all honesty man 100 bucks off dude 100 bucks canadian in canada you are not gonna find faster shipping lawrence is the man if you want to get an even heat 100 bucks off hit up maritime knife supply.ca that's awesome you know i'm gonna check that guy out i've been on his site before too absolutely i've ordered some stuff from him and it was quick like three nice. days later all of a sudden there's a package at my doorstep with yeah, yeah i ordered a bunch of uh copper uh, rods from him and uh, brass Sweet. rods from him nice and some sandy, nice uh, discs right on awesome well, Darcy. Yes. I'd like to ask you a question. Please do. This is a question we go over many times um, because we love hearing the stories behind it. Let's hear I'd it. I'd like to know where you got your first anvil. Was it an anvil? You know what? I have the first anvil I ever bought. I bought it off a guy. It was his grandfather's. I have a hay button, 120 pound. It's like a Cadillac nice. anvil, man. Yeah. When I bought it, <clears throat> the top was a little bit hammered. You know what? I, I straightened the top out. I re-angled one side a little bit, put a little, you know, little bullnose on one side. The other side, I sharpened it. I polished the horn up. It's a beautiful anvil, man. It's only 120 pound. It's perfect. It's the best anvil. Uh, I don't put a chain on it. I don't believe in putting a chain on my anvils, man. Um, <laughs> I like the ring. I wear earplugs in my shop anyways. Like... I got bad hearing as it is, and I always wear earplugs. I can't do a thing without my earplugs in. You know what? Industry, right? Work industry all my life, right? But, yep, it's a hay button made in New York. Probably, I think those hay buttons like that, about 1912. 
Yeah. So that's my that's my baby. Two piece, right? Rot rot bottom, high carbon top, full high carbon top. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, I think they use D two for their top plates. Yeah. Oh, like now or, or way back? I, I don't that, know, man. It, it, no. was, it wasn't. It was like D twos, <clears throat> like up up to like one point three seven or something like that. And I'm pretty yeah. sure if I heard, okay, fuck me, man. This, here you know we what, go this... again. I don't know what <laughs> I'm talking about. I don't. I don't no. know shit. Don't listen. I'll to tell me. you what. The hay, the hay button anvils, because of the year it was made, the whole top is high carbon. No, oh, I know. Halfway, yeah. halfway yeah. up. I don't know what they made it out of. Whatever it was, I, I don't know what the hell they made it out. Of, but it's got a beautiful ring, man. It's a good solid anvil. So yeah, that's my baby. Yeah. yeah. And, so how and did like you I get said, connected to this uh, this gentleman that you, were you know able what? To get it from? This was probably about 1985, 84, 85. Just out of the blue, man, I'm like, hey, I got a blacksmith. That's just it. I got a blacksmith. So I I talked to my dad. He's like, we don't have an anvil, but I got some tongs because my dad's a junk collector. So, you know, I probably had a half dozen tongs right away. And I just, uh, I used to go with a coffee crew. Like we're a bunch of hot rod gearheads, right? Way back. And I just threw the, I just threw it out there to all my buddies. I'm like, hey, I need an anvil. I'm going to blacksmith. They're all looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? And one of the old fellas there, he's like, hey, I got one sitting in the shop. It was my dad's or his grandpa's or somebody's, eh? So, yeah, that's how I that's how I picked up my first anvil. Cool. It's the only one I have. It's the only one I use. Yeah, I've got railroad track anvils for my kids because they okay. like to come out and pound. But I'm like, you don't pound on dad's anvil. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I run for an anvil. Yep. New York built Sweet. hay okay, button. Okay, so... You don't wrap a chain around it. You don't like the ring. No, um, no I like the ring. I, I like I like that ring of it, man. I know a lot of people are really against the chain thing. And honestly, personally, I'm not a big fan of the chain being around the anvil. I find no. it's just like kind of in the way. I don't want it there. It ruins yeah. the aesthetics of the anvil as far as I'm Absolutely. concerned. But one thing that I have found is that mounting your anvil in the proper fashion can easily yeah. mitigate that ring and and eliminate the need for having a chain altogether and right. it really all it boils down to is having that anvil mounted extremely solid absolutely to whatever yeah. it's mounted to so how yeah. do you have yours mounted linden um <laughs> uh, well, I've got I've got a few different anvils, so I've got them mounted in different ways. My personal favorite way to mount it is doggy style. I mean, um, on a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, um, man! No, I, my my four hundred um, pound Peter Wright is on Ooh, a custom stand, yeah. and when I made it, I made the frame the top frame of the stand out of angle iron so that it cupped the edges of the uh, of the feet? bottom the feet yeah. right yeah of the anvil so the anvil sits in there nice and solid um kind of up against tight against the angles and then i built a dish um i cut it the same radius that you would find in that footing area of the anvil right but i made it slightly larger than the very bottom of that cutout and I radiused it so that it had the ability to like to wedge into there between the angle iron and the anvil. So it it 
as you put it in, it gets tighter and tighter. And I just, I wailed that thing in with a hammer to the point where I can literally pick up the anvil and the base with uh, using like an engine crane. I can pick up the whole anvil and base off of that, off of the anvil. The anvil will pick up the base with it. So it's wedged into this Based off of a Yeah, it's, it's essentially nice. the same idea as like a Morse taper. Yep. A what? Nice. Taper? Morse? Uh, Morris taper, yeah. Morris. It's a lot. Morse. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It's a machine shop more paper. aggressive okay. than um than a, a Morris taper. A Morris taper is like super. Like you, what is it? Like I don't know, eighty degrees or something this. on a Morris taper. Yeah. There's Morris and Brown yeah. and Sharp for your two tapers. On most yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know that the degree yeah. on it, but yeah, yeah, the taper on mine is probably like. I don't know, 30 degrees or something, or no, yeah. no. Um, I'm going the, the wrong direction. 60 degrees. I probably got about a 60 degree taper on mine. So that you know, that that taper wedges yeah. in against the anvil okay. itself. And then the other side of the plate that hits the angle iron is flat. So it it's just flat against the angle okay. iron. And then as it pushes down, it just it yeah, wedges into the anvil. And to get it out, I just put a chisel in underneath i can slip a chisel underneath between the foot and it pop and tink pop out it comes like nothing dude it's wow. the weirdest thing i didn't do it on purpose it just kind of happened i was like holy shit that works <laughs> right on. Nice. what about you darcy how do you have your uh you know what mounted? um for for a long time i just had it on an angle iron frame with with like square tube legs coming down because i was moving okay. it around all the time right right now i got a big right. block of wood yeah, big old, big old stump, basically. And, is, and then I've got is it some just straps on there. No, nope, okay. no, I've got a, like I've got like one inch, uh, maybe one by one eighth steel straps wrapped across, and then got right. big lag bolts going down. Yeah, nothing fancy, just Dude, enough to uh, to keep that's it. Exactly what I've got to. Yeah, that's all I Same need. Same thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm on a, a big oak stump with like. Uh, half inch lags or something and it's just yeah right perfect i don't know a foot long almost and they're just driven into the log i tried the oh i i tried the stump i i hate i hate it oh yeah i i don't mean to to be you know saying anything against your guys's ideas or or ways of things or anybody's ways of things the stump moves shut your mouth shut your mouth my wife loves the stump <laughs> yeah you know you know Lyndon, you're there right though, my stump oh shit <laughs> has where started are we going where are we going here <laughs> yeah no kidding so mine has started to crown on the base so it's got like a, a it wobbles it, now yeah, yeah and it walks it, it yeah it does a little bit like it's not too bad but it's crowning so i yeah if if i was to I do to the wooden base i would do what randy mcdaniel has done and i know somebody else has done this too somebody local has done this shane right i don't know what you're talking about so the, the guy that does gauges no gauge not shane yeah, yeah. gauge gauge did it he buried his anvil into his shop floor he oh, drilled a hole yeah, and yeah. he's got it buried into his shop floor, like two feet into the shop floor. Wow! It wow. will never, it never moves, dude. It is yeah. solid yeah. as, um, as my. You gotta stump. be. It's solid. Happy as my about stump. where it's gonna be, though. Oh man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right on. I, she's happy about where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Such oh, a hose yeah. head, Lyndon. Such oh, a hose head. wow. You guys awesome. were throwing them out, man. I had to get mine in, too. <laughs> <laughs> Very good time. What did you get? What, what did you get yours in, eh? When you're sitting oh, in a circle. Wow! Wow! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Darcy. Oh, good time, boys. But more, more uh, than me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Did I, I totally took us off track, didn't I? I'm sorry. That's man. all right, man. That's what I hey, it's your, your podcast, boys. Absolutely. I'm here, I'm here for the ride. And it's a good time. Definitely. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, man, I mean, we've been, we've talked about uh, your traditional axes and yeah. how you make them. We've talked about your sourcing, you know. Um, yeah. Scrap steel or recycled tank. steel. The tank. tank, dude. What a wicked awesome story. We know where your anvil comes from. We know your shop, yeah. dude. We know you got it. What a else shop. you want to know? What else you guys want to yeah. know? My favorite hammer? You know what? I'm not a hammer guy. You know what? Hammers. Let's go to hammers. I use the cheap shit three pound cross peen sledge on a 12 inch hickory stick. You know what? That's all I need. I know a lot of guys get really hung up on their hammers and they make hammers and it's fancy, but Hey, it's just got to have a handle and pound and a cross bean end. Right. I use like, I, yeah, I disagree you know completely. No, I'm sorry. No, I, don't, I, know, I totally I'm disagree. Not... You need to buy 200, at least spend uh, at least $200 and buy hammers from me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. But <laughs> I'll get right on it, bro. But, uh, no, I, you know what? I just, I just use I use little 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 ball peens on certain parts. You know, if I'm planishing my knives, I use little ball peens for a little more accurate work. But the basic work, man, three pound cross peen sledge. Yep, yeah, yeah. that's twelve inch hickory stick on there, man. And I just pound it. That's what I use. But you got to remember, I got a power hammer, right? So majority of my yeah. drawing out, I don't have to worry about you know beating the shit out of that steel because I let my power hammer do that for me. Okay, so. Your power hammer, dude, you told me yeah. it is a little giant, like, replica. Does that, okay, kind so your of, spring yeah. system, did you use the spring system where it's got the leaf springs that yes. bow down? No, no, not that style, no. Mine's got, like, the spring in the middle. Yeah, and so you got the, on the, the top. arms. Yeah. Yeah. The arms on the top. Yeah. And then basically, you know, the main hammer, it's like a one-inch guillotine plate with, with a hammer attached to the bottom. And then the mm -hmm. bottom end, yeah, and then the bottom anvil, is actually a chunk of railroad track. Yeah. Big heavy gauge railroad track, all welded together, man. It's solid. I chase it around the garage, you know, I chase it around the shop a little bit because it 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 still moves, right? But it's probably got 300 pounds of bricks in the bottom. So uh it's pretty cool. And it works good. You know, it's just got a uh, it's got a foot pedal on it and it runs off of like a slip clutch with uh it's basically uh, it's like slipping V-belts, right? You know, like a like a lawn tractor. You know how you, yep. you step on the pedal and away she goes? Same idea. Nope, it's awesome. Interesting. Do you got pictures yep. of that on your Instagram? I'll make or sure I send Facebook? I'll send hey, yeah. I'll send you a whole I'll send you a whole bunch. Actually, oh. if you guys if you here I'm gonna give myself a, a little plug here. On YouTube, I have a video under my name Darcy Quap. It's okay. how to forge a Northern Plains style tomahawk. Oh and it's beautiful. Shows, 
Yep. And it shows me doing it all. You know what? It's cheesy as hell. Uh, it was my first video I ever made. I made it last year, I think. You know, the, the screen's all narrow because I had my iPhone on its side. My kid was helping me film it. But you know what? I take you right from the start all the way to the end of it without, without the fancy grinding and shit. But I show you how to form your bowl. I show you how to form your blade. We use what's, uh, it was called the, uh, the, the gun tube methods. They used to make tomahawks out of gun barrel, like old rifle barrels mm -hmm. or old iron okay. tubes, right? And that's where your smoke hole runs through right there. But I show you all the way through, I show you how long to make it, all the dimensions, where to drill. It's, it's actually pretty good. And uh, okay, so, yeah, check it out. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's pretty informative. I'm going to make a few more, too, coming up here. Like I said, man, share share your knowledge, right? Because if yeah, you don't share it, if you don't share it with somebody, it's gone, right? You know, little blacksmith tricks, little things that you should be doing, pass them on, man, right? That's what if it's all about. People appreciate it, and then, like, it's, yeah. it feeds back and feeds back. I, I hope so. You know what? Like I said, hey, we are we are the custodians of the Canadian blacksmithing world. We got to pass this stuff on, right? How many guys, I mean, how many secretive tradesmen do you know that don't want to share their secrets? To me, that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves in, in knife making, in tomahawk oh, making, man. right? I know. I, I'm a big... Dar Darcy, me and you are both man. welders. Yeah, me and you are both welders. Yeah. Dude. The, the secrets in the welding community. Oh, my God. Oh, you're, huge. You're going to take my job. He's going to take my job. No. Fuck no. You're retiring in two years. Give me your fucking secrets, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, like somebody, um, um, John Cohia, one of the guys that, that's been a good mentor to me. Like he said, he's got some videos he's got out on how he does his, his, his sheaths and his knife blades. And, you know, real, some really cool stuff. <clears throat> like he said, um, he's not trying to train his competition by 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 showing how he does things because your only competition is yourself, right? If these guys yeah. can do better than you, if you're at that level where you can teach people things and they're not your competition, let them get good at it. But you're just, I just got to beat myself. I got to do better stuff than I did last year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not training your competition by helping people out, by sharing some of your quote unquote trade secrets, right? That that's what I think, you know, and I, I think more guys should really do that, man. Absolutely. You know. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent right? agree. Right. Like I look at I, when I started this, I looked at Niels Vandenberg and like he's in Africa. <laughs> yeah and but he he showed all of his secrets all these opportunities to learn through his youtube and there's no yeah. way i'm competing with the guy like impossible no well no and 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 then now he just made like a super fan i totally appreciate what he did i look up to the guy and uh and and i speak to him every now and then and we chat and it's wonderful so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, be be yeah, that yeah. guy for someone else. I think that so um, going off of both of your perspectives on it and looking at somebody like Niels Vandenberg, for example, it's a great example to look at. The guy's got the the master skills under his belt, obviously, to the point where it's, like you said, trying to match him would be next to impossible. So why not give 
your secrets away to people. But then on another point, Niels is looking at this and going like, there's guys out there that want to do what I do. Yeah. And if I don't, okay, so I can sit back and I can be that guy that only I know this stuff and I'm the man. And then all of a sudden you're 80 years old and you've never shown anybody this stuff. And you're like, shit, man, if I die tomorrow, no one knows how to do what I do. And everything I know is dead and gone at that point. Yeah. And and it'll get forgotten. That's right. Whereas if you pass it on to, yeah, you pass it on to somebody that, you know, okay. So for example, you take something that he did that he, he pretty much pioneered a lot of stuff in knife making. Well, that that gets passed on through the ages, dude. People are going to be like, this was a Neil's technique yeah. from the the early 2000s in 100 years, right? Well, yeah. who knows in this world, man? But yeah, that, that's the idea of it. Behind yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, like I, that's how I look at it. I, if I was to teach somebody something, I'm not thinking like, oh, this this guy's going to go and make what I make. And no. I got to worry that he's making I, what I make. You know, no. make what I make. Please make what I make, because <clears throat> that's my you're 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 putting my name on something, dude. My yeah. name oh, is yeah. I'm, I'm living through you living vicariously through you. Yeah, it's like a form of flattery, man. Somebody wants to copy you. That says a lot. Right. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And, yeah. Or you're a flea bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Hey, man. I at the same time, you know what? Don't be a taker, right? Just just you know what? I you know how many guys I have I have contacted more makers and said, listen, I like your style. I hope you don't mind. I'm gonna use some of your uh some of your ideas. Is right. that all right? I want your permission before I do it. You know what? And I've never had a problem. I've had every single maker I've ever asked say, yeah, man, absolutely. Maybe just mention, throw my name out there that you're copying me, right? Yep. Because if, you know, some guys have worked inspired really hard. By. Yeah, inspired. I do that lots, man. Absolutely. Inspired by so-and-so, 100%, right? You know, uh, you know, because you've got a lot of issue with offshore makers these days. Well, you guys have seen it, eh? Where guys are... Yeah. You know, from certain countries, I'm not going to mention where they are, copying oh, or using using your images to sell things, yeah. right? So what are you getting, a fucking brick when they mail it to you? You're getting a gas station knife from Crappy Tire? Is that what they're yeah. sending you, right? Like, I oh, don't dude, know. I've heard horror stories of guys like, oh, I got this knife from one of those certain countries that you, you're yeah. speaking of. And they're like... I got it and I decided that, you know, I thought it looked like it wasn't quite welded properly. So I kind of did some inspection and I decided to start playing with it. And the whole thing just like completely delaminated. The center yeah. of it wasn't welded together oh, yeah. at all. Like, yeah. holy frick. Okay. Or yeah. like, laser printed or laser yeah. etched. Laser oh, etched. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you yeah. what, you know. So, yeah. But, anyways, that's what I do. Absolutely. And hey, you'll like this, Justin. I, I'm taking a, a class from Kyle Royer. Because okay. he's one of my favorite knife makers. The guy is quirky. He's crazy. You know, like he's just way out there, man. But anal, anal, everything's to the thousandths of an inch, right? And uh, so I'm taking his 15-inch takedown Bowie class right now. Oh, and, it, and it was on sale. So <laughs> it's not nice. cheap, right? But you know what's cool? Knife money paid for the knife class. So it's Perfect. pretty awesome. Yeah. No, I'm so, you know what? This they way were just too. talking about that on uh, Forge, yeah. Forge Side 
or the Forge cast, they were just talking about Kyle Roy. They love him talking about his class. He's got more than just the takedown class. Oh, he does. He does. But that's the one I want to, I want to have a, I want to make big bowies like that. eh? Mm -hmm. Real nice. Like I've I've got some, uh, I've got a chunk of uh, mammoth for a handle that I bought off uh, House of Mammoth. Scott Bullpit, yeah, and I'm waiting for the right knife for it, right? So, you know, I like my Frontier stuff, but I like my shiny, pretty, bright, mirror polish stuff too, right? So yeah. uh, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, a lot of the stuff Kyle's, that I'm learning from Kyle um, will will go to any style of knife I want to make, right? You know, little detail pieces, little fit and finish, right? You know, that's the kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah I just thought I'd throw that in there too. Absolutely. All those little tips, man, sometimes... Oh, I can oh, imagine. Like, I haven't huge. really taken any courses other than looking at YouTube stuff and yep. like the, oh, YouTube's the huge. First though. man iron, yeah. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to actually go into bladesmith's shop other than my own. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've almost that. never held another custom knife that somebody yeah. else has made. I no, nope, I don't right. think I have. You know. No, can't say that. No, I did a, you know, I did some leather work for another maker in Alberta here. Um, um, and his knife was just beautiful. I'm like, how the hell do they grind them so fine? You know, it just, oh, it was just RJ Jacobs is who it was. Ryan Jacobs, one of his okay. knives. And uh, the thing was just phenomenal. It was like fucking laser sharp. It was just beautiful. You know, and he does wicked him owns, eh? He's huge on his, uh, just wow but uh I, that's probably the only other custom maker's knife i've ever had in my hands really eh? it was pretty cool oh no i was i'm in- lying i'm lying i actually um another maker uh jeremy boulder valentine out of washington i did a sheath for a great big huge massive bowie uh big recurve crazy ass bowie he made so one of the other Alberta makers forged it, sent it down to Washington. Jeremy, he treated and grind and did all the handle work and everything. Then he sent it back up to me and I did the leather work. And then I sent it back down to him. So it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. That knife was insanely wild, right? So I can't say there's, there's two guys I've seen their stuff and uh, very different. Like Jeremy, he, the guy's like a seven foot monster. Like he's got novelty Hulk hands. Like the guy's massive, right? You know, <laughs> so it was a big knife, right? And and Ryan Jacobs' knife was this beautiful, fast, you know, just a small handful of knife, right? So everybody makes different stuff, right? So it was it was pretty cool to see that. Yeah, very cool, man. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, yeah. I was over at Justin's house one time at his shop. I think I've been at his place a couple times now, and. uh I put I put his in my hand. <laughs> I bet you did. His his knife. Yeah, yeah one yeah, of his yeah. knife. One of his knives. The yeah, the yeah, big one. Mm-hmm. The big one. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, man, this isn't sounding right. Oh no no. Anyways, anyways, Justin, get me out of this hole. <laughs> oh damn it! Where where am I going with this? Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey Bert. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna get the wrong idea here, eh? Oh well, what can we do? It's cold. What can you do? It's cold, yeah. Not much when it's not much when it's this cold, eh? Last week last weekend I was biking in my shorts. Today, snowstorm. It's nasty out there right now, dude. It's nasty, yeah. Yeah, man. driving to work tomorrow morning is gonna suck. Yep. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, what else can I tell you, fellas? What else you want to know? Um, well, we covered you know everything you want to hear. Yeah, I probably I, not, I, but I think we're there. We'll uh, maybe right we'll hit a few topics in the in the after show. But Darcy, yeah, you know, I I'm I'm inspired. I want to deep dive into some of your pictures and look at uh, well the pictures of your your tomahawks. Um, Absolutely, man. Looking at them, I was like. I was like, yeah, it's it's there. I need to do that. It, it man, just I will like walk you through. I will awesome. walk you through it right from the start to finish, man. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I think the tips you gave me today and the tips you gave our listeners was uh, going to help a lot of different people. Dude, and, yeah, uh, yeah. No, hey, to, any time. Oh, absolutely. Do you do I, classes? I, do I? You know what? I've thought yeah. about it. I've really seriously thought about it. I just might. I just might. My shop's not very big. It's it's a wreck. It's always a mess. But I seriously think I'm gonna uh, maybe do some do some tomahawk classes. Absolutely, like maybe a two day thing. I don't know yet. I'll see. Um, yeah, I might. I might. It'd be it'd be all right. It's just well, you know, I know you six- got two. You got two hosers that want to come and take one. So get over here, boys. Come on. It's not that far. You're just, you know what? You can just fly right. You know why the seagulls fly upside down over Saskatchewan, right? You know why, right? Nothing worth shitting on. (laughs) So just fly on over, boys. Come on over. (laughs) Yes. And on that note. Good day, uh, right on, boys. That was awesome. <laughs> that was that was a good joke. I like that. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. We're that's gonna good. have to have a guest from Saskatchewan at some point, Lyndon, and he's gonna book. We'll book a time with him, and then we'll be dating, and he won't even connect with us. Uh, there's uh, somebody that I want to talk to from Saskatchewan actually pretty badly. There's a few guys from Saskatchewan that I, I tried to get DK Smalls, and he's just like, dude. Oh, yeah, I heard that uh, guy's name. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's out of Saskatchewan? He's camera yeah. shy. Yeah, man, Regina. Yeah. Tyler really, Dyes eh? is, is the guy that I'd really like to talk to. Though, yeah. Man. He's doing a lot of artistic oh, nice. blacksmithing, and he does really, really nice work. Um following but you know a lot of guys the uh Asprey a lot of guys are guide, I think. yeah oh yeah 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 cool. but some of those guys are really uptight and don't know how to how to chat online right you know that's 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 well, a tough thing for a lot of people yeah to put yourself out there it's definitely absolutely risky. like what if oh, i always right? stumble on what i'm saying like you know <laughs> I, I do yeah. all the time i feel but in reality it's it's not that bad and and, and no, this was awesome. Shit, whatever. <laughs> no, this. You know what I like? This is very. This is grassroots. This is real. This is three guys hanging back on a Thursday. You know, on a Wednesday night, just just chat. Or what is it? Thursday? Thursday? Or Thursday, Thursday? Yeah. Thursday, right? You know, no. This is the way it should be, man. I I like this. It's very yeah. informal, right? You know, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just some banter for the workshop. You you're working on a knife, you're hand sanding or whatever. And absolutely. On. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I've been listening to these. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, man. No, I, I oh, listen to these I, at, I, at night. 
no, I've okay. been listening to these. Oh, but when okay. I go to bed, man, no, I've been going through all your guys' podcasts, actually. Nice. Yeah, no, man, absolutely. Good, good. No, no, yeah, I know, no, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hi, sweetie, I'm almost awesome. done. Yes. <laughs> My kids I are like... I love hearing the stories. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, this one here. You got kids, you got kids, don't you? Yeah, I've Justin, got two kids, 16 yeah, and two 15. Kids. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, right they're, my daughter works every now and then. She'll like, Dad, I need help on a project, and I want to do it. Like, uh, she had made a, a ring out of, like, cutlery, yeah. like a spoon or something. Nice. Right I was like, on. awesome. You want to do something in the shop with me? This is so great. And I bought her a bunch oh, yeah. of spoons, and I was like, all right, let's <laughs> right on. more. And she was like, no, no, I've got the one. I'm done. Like, oh, come on. Nice. All right on, man. That's <laughs> My awesome. son helped me with the garage door. And yeah, man, I was very happy. He's He's got some muscle. So yeah, like my 16 year old, he's my bulldozer now. He's, he's, he's taller than I am now. And, you know, he's putting some muscle on. I've got him on the bow flex. He does jujitsu. He does kickboxing. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No, no. My kids. I will never have a victim in my family. Let me tell you what. No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. Right? Is the show officially done? Right? We're, we're done? This is just oh, chit-chat? We're still recording. This is like the post oh. show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right on. Okay. Oh, cool, man. Right on. Justin, yeah. nice. Justin can always edit it out if you want to. Yeah, no, stuff I got here. nothing. I got nothing. Are you kidding me? No, I didn't tell you about my transgender thing, so it's all good. <laughs> 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 you know, I got that French girl's name. What can I say, right? <laughs> Darcy. Nice. I know. Hey, and my parents were German, right? And they named me Darcy. I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, my mom's Elfrida Gertruda, right? Yeah, come on, right? Wow. <laughs> That's oh, a yeah. Name, yeah, yeah, right. You know, my dad's nice Arthur name. Gerhardt, right? I mean, oh man, right? Because hey, I got some. Uh, as as Lando and I have discussed, I've got Mennonite background, right? So uh, okay, because you guys are right there in Manitoba, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Lots of oh yeah, right. Here. You guys, yeah. yeah, right, right. Did you hear about in Winkler that they are uh, they're they're actually building a wall around Winkler to stop the spread of Abe's? <laughs> <laughs> it's not not Winkler building the wall. <laughs> I told you I'd make a few pokes at some Mennonite jokes, right? <laughs> we got some friends down in Winkler. I think that's uh, with his faces down there. Tra- Tracy Friesen's down there. <clears throat> oh yeah, right. Winkler. Oh yeah. No, Tracy. my both. Well, my my whole family's Mennonite, right? Like I'm not. But my my parents, my grandparents come over in the twenties out of the Ukraine, so oh yeah, that's hardcore, right? Both sides, yeah. German, all the way back to who knows how far back, right? Is that 16, one of the 40? reasons why you you like history? Because like yeah, that whole movement, point. yeah, yeah. You know what? I uh, you know what? I've always been a huge fan. World War One, World War Two, just about anything, anything history. Oh, it's awesome, yeah. right? Right. Absolutely. How, how long you been in? Uh, how long you been where you were where you're living now, dude? Like on my acreage, twenty yeah, twenty years, man. Twenty been out here for so. twenty years, yeah. See, my parents they grew up around uh, Coldale, Alberta, on farms, obviously, right? So they were, you know, they were born in Canada, and uh, I was raised in town, but I always had this urge to be out in the countryside. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe. that. Maybe it's that. 
that Mennonite farmer spirit of mine. I don't know, man. I, I want to get the hell out of the city, but my wife runs a business that kind of keeps us in the city, so. Yeah. No, you know, I, I've got I, animals too. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you, like, what else do you do on the land? Do you do any, like. You know what? Oh, yeah, no, I cut my hay every year. I, uh, I've i got a small hay field. I got my own equipment. I got a tractor. I got a hay cutter. I got a, I got a, I got all that stuff. I've got a few cows. We got sheep, chickens, ducks, <laughs> all the good what stuff, of, man. What kind of tractor you got? What kind of tractor I got? I got a big old case, uh, an old nice. 970. Yeah, nice. right. The big orange and orange and white, the big old standard case you see on everybody's yard, right? With a with a front end loader on it, right? You know. Yeah. Nice. Uh, good yep. stuff. Yep. Cool. Nope. Nope. I got my tractors. I've, I've always ran old cases and stuff. Eh? So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Cool. Uh, I was. I almost bought a case today. Actually, there was. I've been looking for one for a couple days. Uh, well probably two years now i've been looking for a tractor at least and one came online today for i couldn't believe it 2500 bucks nice uh, it, was, it wasn't a real big case but it was a decent sized like yard one yeah <laughs> yeah wow. that's awesome drop the I'm, beer i'm all i'm all out <laughs> well, i gotta gotta go out to the beer fridge in the garage to get another one if i want to know i should have damn it nice nice yeah, yeah. I almost so we, bought yeah, a tractor some... today. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. That's what I was just telling Darcy. I was looking at a how, tractor. How big is your plot of land? Mine? Yeah, I, I got one acre. One acre. What do you yeah, need a tractor? It's all right though. Over oh, machinery? Uh, no, I want a tractor for grass, uh, snow plow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> wow. You know what? Yeah. Get, a, get the log splitter hook up to the PTO and shit. Nice. You know what? If you got a front end loader, you've got a forklift. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I use my tractor for everything except being a tractor man. <laughs> right. It's a bulldozer. It's a plow. It you know it it's it's a grader. It's it pulls things out of the ditch. Right. You know it doesn't yeah. matter. And with, if you got the PTO on it, you can run anything yep. that's hydraulically driven. So absolutely, eh? Fuck, yeah. You can hook hook up your tractor to your freaking hydraulic forging press if you want to. Yep. Hey, my neighbor does that. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> he does. Nice. He does. Talk about redneck, eh? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's... Your your sixty ton is it a homemade job as well? Or... It's a homemade job. Yep. It's an H. It's a converted like an H press. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I, I swapped everything out on it to, uh, make it more like a blacksmith press. Right. You know, I, I put some I-beam in, so I, I, I brought I-beam in to the, uh, mm-hmm. I'll send some pictures to you boys too of it. For sure. Uh, yep. It's got an old, it's a truck hoist pump is what's running it from an old, like a, it's a commercial, a commercial PTO style hoist pump makes yeah. about, oh, it makes ridiculous pressure too. Right. It's not super fast. But man, I'll tell you what, it, it's bowed the frame right to shit. I don't know how many times I've had to bring the frame back in straight. And oh, yeah, it's so it works pretty good. I've got a five horse on it. Okay. Five horse, 240 volt, single phase. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it does pretty good. It does all Did right. Did you get that motor, Justin? I did not get the motor. My motor's fine. It's my, uh, my breaker blew out because I was using it as a switch. Uh, so, you're in a press too, Justin. You're running a press. Yeah, yeah. You it's, have to, uh, right? If you're Damascus, you're making a lot of pattern weld, right? 
not a lot like it's something that i'm just starting to get into nice. because right on. I, I was taking my time i wanted to learn the basics before yeah learning all this other stuff um yeah but yeah my breaker blew and then i had a 20 it was a 30 amp so i just put put a 20 amp in there because nice. you cannot find a 30 amp in the city it's they're wow. sold out manufacturing shut down and overseas they're not making them quick enough so and that's Isn't that your two, 220 circuit yeah 220 so i bought nice. a switch i just got it in today i need to uh wire that in or get it wired in hey justin have you tried you tried cable damascus yet have you tried using big big cable I got a chunk from Derek Foster and Brandon. He's the VP of Manitoba Blacksmith Guild. And uh, oh, man. haven't done it yet. Haven't I've done it. Hey, yes. Hey. It makes awesome blades, man. You know, I'm that's not supposed even to a be... fucking knife maker and I have four droplets <laughs> of cable Damascus already myself. Well, yeah, man. I've made about two or three blades out of it. It makes wicked blades. Nice. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One was like... Yeah. What did I use? About six small cables. You know, did the whole fold over, reweld. Okay. Yeah, man, it worked great. And Sweet. it's supposed to be uh, almost like a 1090. Okay. Because they call it um, improved plowshear or something well, like that. Certain cable. There's different grades of cable you can get. Hey. There is. There is, right. Yeah. This stuff that I've got was supposed to be around like a 1090. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I, Try I it, man. From get Stacey on it. this summer or the spring i traded him some stuff uh gave him a locker and he gave me some of that and some other stuff no it's all and it you was know what like it's, it's cool stuff with with uh oil like oil yeah, yeah i was like Soak okay, it in vinegar i'll, I'll crank the yep. forge and see what happens and i put it in there and it just started belching out smoke oh I was like, fuck no oh no 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 no, no. out she goes so bad into the yard. yeah 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 you have know, a, some guys have a bonfire. Have a bonfire and throw it in a bonfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some know. guys unwind like it, eh? Yeah, I've heard of guys unwinding it. Yeah, they'll unwind it and then and then soak it and clean it yeah. and then put it back together. Oh yeah, man. A lot of ways you can clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Diesel. Soaking it in vinegar or diesel. Yeah, yep, vinegar. Diesel, I've heard. Soak it in vinegar yeah. first, then soak it in diesel afterwards. Okay. Diesel, diesel cool and kerosene work real good for kerosene. flux, eh? I was yeah. looking for that one. Yep. Diesel, yep. diesel and kerosene both work really good for flux because what it is is it coats it in a flammable oil so that oil burns off, kills all of the oxygen, oxygen. in the area as it burns. Huh. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Right on. And the nice thing about it too is like so you – got a bunch of this cable that you just cleaned up with vinegar it's all bare our bare uh steel and at this point now it's gonna start to rust on you it's and you don't want it to rust and who knows when you're gonna get to it so throw it in a bucket of diesel let it soak in diesel that diesel oil will coat it and give it a protective layer so you don't have to worry about it corroding on you yeah I, I, okay so and speaking of this I just got into a tiff with somebody online today. I I try to freaking I try to stay clear. I got into a tiff with somebody online today. Oh, <laughs> cheerio! That's essentially what I ended up telling him in the long run too. Is cheerio too? Because the guy was like trying to tell me that iron is 
like uh, th- this guy's like i made a a knife out of my uh out of angle iron and it was like oh dude i th- i hate to tell you this but i think you made a uh mild steel knife, knife most likely yeah it's great practice it the shape looks great and everything like that and he's like no no it hardened i know it hardened a, wow. a, a, a file skated across it maybe it maybe it was special angle iron or something i'm like well you you can get angle iron from bed frames that is yep it's recycled True. well it's recycled hard uh high carbon steel yep. there is high yep. carbon in it it's not yep. the greatest, but you can recycle it, and you will skate a file across if you harden it properly. But if it's just angle iron, it's probably mild steel, and somebody piped in and was like, "That that's that's iron, that's pure iron." And I was like, "Oh wow, no, dude." He's like, "You obviously don't understand the difference between iron and steel. In order for it to be steel, it has to have all these other things in it, and otherwise, it's just iron." Like, holy frick man i okay uh cheerio mate (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, right on nice hey um she doesn't want to say hi (laughs) i was gonna say do you want to do you want to hear the vote the real voice behind my wife but she's like i do she's like put her on don't you don't you dare you got to see my wife. Now I want to see your wife. Go ahead. We'll do like the wife swap. <laughs> she just picked up her pace. Funny enough. That was weird. Ran off, eh? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Cool, man. Right on. You scared her. I'm sorry. Ah, well, what can you do? I scare her all the time, too. All I have to do is take my clothes off. Oh, man. Uh... All right, boys. You know what? Yep. I'm going to have to put some kids to bed. Same yeah, here. That's a good idea, man. It's that Same time. Here. It's that time. Yeah. <laughs> right on, well, this Darcy, was, a good, this was treat, awesome. Man. No, this yeah, was man. like Thank my, this, this was my honor, man. You guys, this was awesome. Absolutely. Dude, stop it, man. You're, I, I, <laughs> I can't believe you're, I am literally blushing on the inside so much. Oh, these things me, man. Like, it's true yeah. though, man. This yeah. is awesome. I know. I, I just, this is like, wow. When I saw you had that, like, I, I remember I, I, I messaged you. You're like, podcast, WTF, what are you doing? Right. I had no idea you guys were doing this. I'm like, when you said you wanted me on here, I'm like, yeah. Fuck. Absolutely. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Awesome. No. 100%. 100%. This is awesome, man. Maybe we'll uh, do it again sometime. Absolutely. We'll do a follow-up. I don't care. That'd be awesome. Whatever. Dude, I would man. I would I would absolutely. Yeah. You guys ever want to get on to discuss different things, whatever, have an agenda? I'm here, man. Anytime. Whoa, whoa, whoa. An agenda? Come on. <laughs> <Any sort. laughs> Hey, maybe we want to delve. Hey, maybe we want to delve more into the, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, moral aspects of blacksmithing or something, or right, you know, get into some yeah. deep other kind oh, of. If, if you guys ever want to do that, I'm here. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Okay, boys. That. Good night, everybody. Good night. Linden. Love you.